Welcome to episode four of the Hometown Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ileanne Tyson. I walk you through how to market a successful business in your small community by sharing the latest tips and techniques along with case study interviews. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. You can do that in your favorite player like iTunes or Stitcher or by going to iliantyson.com forward slash VIP. So recently I sat down with Adam Kelly of Leopard Forest Coffee Company in upstate South Carolina. They are a 14-year-old roasting house with a cafe. They also distribute their beans through local retail establishment. I hope you enjoy the interview. Just to mention, today's episode is brought to you by Hook Studio, a digital media publishing company. You can find them online at hooked.studio. Now, on to the interview. Well, welcome. Today we are with Adam Kelly of Leopard Forest Coffee Company up in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. We are super excited. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, let's just get right in with some of the questions. How long has Leopard Forest been in business? Uh, Leopard Forest, uh, we were created in 2004. So we're actually going to have our 14-year anniversary in September. Yay. So you got a birthday party set up? Yeah, we got something in the works we're going to start working on. But it's, it's coming up close. But I came on the company in June 2005. Okay. When I moved to Travels Rest, uh, when I started going to school. Okay. And where did you move from? Oh, uh, I grew up in Fork Shoals. Okay. It's about an hour down south of here, um, near Simpsonville, Ware Place. Mm-hmm. And why did you, um, what school did you oh, go to? Oh, I went to, to Furman. Furman. All right. Very good. Okay. Well, um, so did you help found the company or? No, I came on, I was 18 at the time. 18? Yeah, I started out as a barista. Fun. Uh, that was a long time ago. But uh, it was Rob Brown and L.D. Rebbing that started the company. Um, and mm-hmm. Rob's a coffee farmer in Zimbabwe. Uh, so they were having some, it was a bad political okay. thing at the time. This is 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ran Crake Valley Estate, and that's where they lived. And then they decided to c- kind of create a, a diaspora, if you will, uh, a cafe roastery okay. in America. Yeah. So they chose Travel's Rest. Very good. Well, that's an interesting story. So you've moved locations once, twice, or just split up? Tell us a little bit about we, that. We moved a lot, actually. So we started out at the old post office, which is on Main Street, which now um, is the Swamp Rabbit Brewery. Oh, okay. So we were there until 2010, and that's when we split the roastery in the cafe. Because um, during that time, it was right at the beginning of the recession, there were cafes closing all over the place, and things were just tight for everybody all the way around. So we decided to split, and the cafe was taken over and moved further down Main Street. And then the roastery was moved right off Highway 11. So we kind of okay. just split off and then focused on the coffee roasting, and we'll let somebody else run the cafe. Okay. And then I came on as co-owner in 2012, so about a year and a half after that. And then we moved the roastery to Marietta. Okay. At this um, cool building. Yeah. So we were there for about three, three, four years. Okay. Now, how many square feet approximately do y'all usually need for the roastery side of things? About 3,000. Okay. Just because um, there's lots of storage you have to have, especially for the green coffee, 
it needs to be climate controlled. Um, it's just a space. Not to just spread a, out it's more. not like a barn <laughs> that's yeah. been outfitted. Yeah, it's not like a barn. It's, um, yeah, you got a significant location. Very good. Okay. We've already gone over the reasons for moving. What's been, um, we'll switch gears a little bit and talk about marketing, which is where my background is. What is your, the biggest challenges in promoting and marketing the Leopard Forest brand? And I guess you, if you want to answer that in two parts, one on the actual product, and then you can do the cafe as a separate, because I would imagine those are totally, have a little bit two different ways about going the, about marketing. The, the biggest challenge of promoting the company is deciding which avenue to take and its effectiveness. The simplest thing to do is your social media, your directories, your maps, your website, etc. It's 100% necessary and you need to be 100% correct because things can be wrong and then they're shared and then another directory picks it up and all of a sudden people are confused about what your exact address is because it's all different things. Um, what your website where it's located, how to, how to buy it, where to buy your products. But also that the social media promotion can be a real slippery slope. Like you can get into advertising where somebody will kind of take it over for you, you pay for a monthly fee, and then it's really hard to gauge the effectiveness of it. So you just gotta try different things out and see where your customers are, where they're looking. Um, ours, are, ours are spread out. I mean, we have a, a, a solid presence online. But there's some people that don't don't have all those things. Mm -hmm. Don't have Facebook or Instagram or follow Yelp. How do you reach them? Or do you know? I mean, what, what well, have y'all tried or what, what's working right what's now? What's effective is um, if it's print advertising, it's going to be in a specific magazine, like, like for instance, the Upcountry, the Edible Upcountry, mm -hmm. where these are people that are kind of focused on food products and specialty products. So that's been very effective. but. Like, I don't know if, you know, in a newspaper that would be effective or in other magazines that would be effective. Um, you just really, it's really trial and error and then you find out what works. But for us, the best thing that's worked along with having a large social media presence is you have to go out there, like actually take your product out to festivals, to events like Euphoria, the farmer's market, and get it out there, get a conversation started. The, you know, the proof's in the pudding, like, Try, try the product. If you like it, tell everybody. Yeah, it's not um, working. And, and especially if you're giving it away, people are more apt to try yeah. it out. So. Yes, of course. <laughs> we love the samples. Okay, so the, the cafe itself, do you do anything different or special for promoting the cafe part of things? The, they're more promoted together. Or it's together. all together now? Yeah, it's more, it's more together. I mean, the cafe definitely has, you know, everything you expect the cafe to have. But it's, if anything, it's more of a, a marketing tool for the roastery. Is kind of how I use it. Yes. I know there's different ways to market product, such as the beans, and I know you can get your product in different locations, such as the Clemson Area Food Exchange and the Mercantile, which we just had an interview with them. Do you, are you still actively like trying to get into more places like that and using that as a marketing arm? I would say yes. Like. We definitely use the customers we have as you know different outlets to get our product out there. So we want to make sure that our product's consistently good, so people can go to any of these places and know I'm going to get a good bag of coffee. I'm going to get a good cup of coffee at this cafe. Um, that are you know this is a very special item. I know exactly where to go get it, and if I want to give it to somebody and share my love of this with somebody else, other than having to come to Travels Rest. Um, so we kind of we want to spread out within our 
our greater community, mm -hmm. specifically in the upstate. Okay. All right, let's move on about competition. How do you handle that? Do you, I assume you have some. You're in Traveler's Rest. There's a lot of different places to go around here. Um, yeah, we definitely have, have competition. Um, there's a lot more than it used to be. When we first started, it was us, Cafe Williams, and um, there wasn't very much in the, in the main area. But how I kind of deal with it is just be consistent. The best thing to do is to, is to be consistent, offer your, a good product, give people what they have expected from you in the past. And we, we just kind of have a focus on, on specifically the coffee. We're not trying to spread out to be a sandwich shop. We're not on or offer different things that somebody else down the street already offers. We want to be different and we want to be consistent. So that's kind of how I've dealt with the local competition, if okay. anything. But it's more like a, a community. No one really steps on each other's toes. People are following the obvious tactic of not being a derivative of something else. So everybody's unique and we're unique in our own way. That's good. So I would assume on an operational side of things that you have standard operating procedures. So when you have new employees that you are constantly being able to offer that consistency because that's so important in just in general. You know, if you go to different restaurants, well, this time I ate there, it was great. But next time you go there, it's like, oh, it was terrible. The yeah, service was that. terrible, yeah, you know. Um, so I assume that you have all that set up. Is that You want to talk about that a little oh, yeah. bit? Or? Um, when, we, when we bring in new people, um, but we have a really good retention rate. We've had people here that have worked here for nine, ten years. We've got some people that have worked here for three or four years. I think the, the shortest span our employees actually have is like eight months. But when we do bring people in, it's a it's a pretty extensive like training um, because a lot of people think you just oh I'm gonna come and I'm gonna make some espresso so I'm gonna do this and do that. It's like no, there's a lot of little things you have to do, mm -hmm. um, and you have to be able to do it well and do it again and do it again. So it's more of a you know we want them to focus on how how the coffee and the drinks taste. How how are you presenting yourself to the customers when they come in? Do they feel welcome? Are they happy with what they got? Um, and that kind of translates even more so to, um, to to the wholesale side, where you, you where you have to roast it, you have to be consistent with it, and that's even harder than, than you kind of think because the humidity level changes, the temperature outside is different, and that affects everything you do. So you just want to keep keep doing what you're doing. And with regards to the technical aspects of coffee roasting, I assume you have to make adjustments based oh, on yeah. all those factors. Yeah, and it's definitely. Just, it's a science and an art. Yeah, especially because um, we have a we have a profiling system that we kind of use with our roaster. So we're able to track how the roast process is going. And once we find one we like, we try to stick to that profile as much as we can. But you have to make changes all the time. I mean, it's like I said before about the humidity level, the temperature, and even like the age of the coffee, like a coffee that's, it could be fresh and then two months later it's gonna act completely differently than how it would act when you first got it. But you kind of wanna have what you want in mind and then manipulate the coffee to be what you want. That's crazy. But I'm glad there's people like you that yeah. can do that <laughs> to get a consistent cup of coffee. All right, so what makes your customers keep coming back to you? Do you have any particular programs or incentives or? I think it's our, our level of consistency and our pride in our product. And we've been around a long time, for, you know, 14 years coming up. 
So there's kind of a, a sense of love that customers have for us, which is a, a great thing to do, especially in your branding. That's that's your goal, is to create love like you want, and we and we love them for it, and you and you want people to to feel connected to the product. That's kind of the whole goal of being small and you know following the whole chain where a big focus on that connection and we want the love all the way across from beginning to end. I like to call that raving fans. That's right, raving fans. You want them to never leave you for any anything. One of the things I know that you do is called white labeling. What is it? Explain to the audience what that is. What kind of customers would usually use that? Oh, white labeling is essentially just a, a custom coffee bag service we offer. Um, we give customers a chance to create their own label, their own coffee blend. Um, and on that label, you can put your logo for branding your company. Um, a lot of churches and nonprofit use it as an opportunity to, to have fundraising events. Um, and a, a, big, a big clientele is weddings, like we offer small party favors. Um, so people will use that, you know, they'll put something on the label, like a couple kissing or the date of the wedding, and they'll, you know, they'll use it as party favors or give it to the, the, um, the grooms and the bridesmen, things like that. Um, a lot of corporate accounts use it as holiday gifts for their clients. You know, they can create their own special little logo and blend or whatever, and they're able to offer that as a, as a gift, saying thank you. And, uh, and that's kind of nice to be a part of. That is neat. So if somebody wanted to use that or get learn more about that, get pricing, that kind of thing, what do they need to do? Uh, well, they can just contact us directly at the roastery. Um, our email is wholesale at leopardforestcoffee.com. They can always call us. We're always here. Or they can come visit us for right here on, on Poinsett Corridor in Charles Rest. Wonderful. And for new business owners, whether they're in this industry or just in a general small business, small town industry or, or environment, what advice do you have to give to them? Um, I think the biggest advice I can give somebody is to make a budget and stick to it. And in that, stay on top of your accounting. Uh, you don't need to have an account to do basic things. But you need to be as current as possible with your costs, your liabilities, so you can make better decisions. And make sure to budget your own compensation because the longevity of everything, to be sustainable, you're gonna have to make sure you're properly compensated. And you also have to have, you have to enjoy what you're doing, have a passion. Because running a business and having a business is more than just acting on a good idea. You really wanna enjoy what you're doing, keep your eye on the big picture. And always drive towards your goal, whether and that goal is going to keep changing, it's going to keep developing. But you always need to be moving forward, because there'll be times where the money runs low, the energy runs low, and that drive is going to be the only thing you have to push you forward. Just, just keep your eye on top of everything. Well, Adam, I want to thank you so much for letting us come up here and sit with you today and get a tour of your facility here and learn about your business and all you have to offer for the community and the area. I am wholeheartedly a supporter of local business, small business, shop local, the whole trend and industry, but specifically the small businesses and the small communities is really where I want. I've been focusing my efforts. So anyway, thank you for being one of those businesses. I hope to see your success continue and so that in 14 more years, make it 16 and round it off and do, doing a 30 year birthday party for oh, you. Yeah. So make sure you invite us to the party in oh, September. Definitely. So. Thank you for having me. All right, well, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Right,
If you enjoy today's interview and want to hear more of them, be sure to subscribe on your favorite player or at iliantyson.com forward slash VIP. Our next podcast episode is going to be all about special events. I will share tips and techniques about how to host them. I hope you'll tune in. Thanks and until next time.